0: welcome on in browns fans what a big time win game winning field goal in the first uh, week of the season against baker mayfield and the panthers we're gonna break down what happened offensively jacoby Brissett, amari cooper some of the guys some of the names that really didn't you really have their best game we'll tell you and go inside the numbers on that we'll also look at the defensive side of football miles garrett i'll tell you right now was a monster we'll do that coming up as well and then we'll talk a little bit about around the league afc north games cincinnati and pittsburgh was a really big time game that came down to the wire we'll tell you what we learned from that we're going to do it all on the day after episode of the locked on browns podcast
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that ever ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Victory Monday. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ, score Lloyd, Mr. Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, live on YouTube. Of course, 92.3, the fan, the barbershop. Garrett is everywhere this fall. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Uh, So you can keep up with Garrett. I know he's having a hard enough time keeping up with himself at this point. Um, Look, victory Monday, a huge one yesterday. You know, Cade York lining one up, basically lined up from Virginia and smashes it through the uprights. A little draw on it as he got it going right and come right down dead center, the rookie kicker. Um, For Cade York, you know, there may not be a bigger day as far, you know, maybe the wins, where they come from. When you walk into your first NFL game, four field goals, game winner from 58 yards out, Um, pretty much just became the toast of the town in one day. The Browns winning on week one. Well, I'll put this all in perspective, folks. My wife and I are about to celebrate our 18th wedding anniversary in October. We've got a sophomore and a freshman in high school. So you all want to talk about how long this period has been? When you try to tell any given team, simpler, similar to what the Dallas Cowboys now have to do, When you try to tell a team, look, you got to hold it down for three months without your starting quarterback. That is a huge, and I mean, an absolutely huge task. But we got a lot of solid football players here within this locker room. That is what we learned. And for everybody who joined us yesterday, to launch a live post game show, we couldn't have gotten a better scenario. We kind of all had a feeling how that we thought that was going to go. If we are starting a Hall of Fame today, uh, after yesterday's show, Kid York, you are the first inductee. If Kareem Hunt was on this team last year for more than seven games, it could have made a drastic difference in the fortunes of the Cleveland Browns. Um, you see, look, Nick Chubb, just finding holes, finding daylight. One run, he was 23 yards before he even got contacted. You're tired. You're chasing Nick Chubb everywhere, and here comes Kareem. And you know, we know what Stump Mitchell says with Kareem: patience, patience, patience. Let the play develop. And Kareem, it's just like, look, I know you guys are tired. I'm tired watching Nick Chubb run all over the place. Now I'm just going to run through you because you're a little bit gassed from chasing Nick Chubb around the field. So incredible. But, Garrett, if you told me, and we sit down today and you look at this statistical production, Amari Cooper, three receptions for 13 yards. David Njoku, one for seven. Jacoby Brissett, 18 for 34, 140. And we're talking about
0: a Browns win? Ain't no way in the world we would believe that. Uh, We would have took that and ran with it. Kobe Brissett, your number one receiver and and, and pretty much a guy that you, you felt you were going to target coming into the game, had that type of performance, had that type of production, we would have thought we've been singing doom and gloom all day and all week getting ready for the Jets. But I, I think that just goes to, and you've, you've said this multiple times, it just goes to the fact, and, it, and it's, it's kudos to the rest of the roster when you look at people and how they played the game. The roster is very talented. The roster is versatile. It's a lot of team speed on this, on this roster. And, and I just need to really, you know, we were on the uh, post-game show, and we didn't even talk about Nick Chubb until, like, I think 35 or 40 minutes into the, into the um, broadcast. And it's crazy because Nick Chubb just goes about his work. It just goes about the way he does things. But when you talk about running the football, I mean, he he was—he was—he one guy couldn't tackle, one guy can't, and that's the thing about eight-man boxes, right? When you have eight-man boxes, yeah, it's it's difficult because generally speaking, you're gonna have one guy coming free all the time, maybe a safety and run support, or your force uh, safety, or or your your spill safety. um, That's that that's your contained safety coming down into the box and trying to make a play. Well, the thing with Nick Chubb is. That one player never seems to be able to tackle him. One guy can't bring him down. He's, when you talk about his elusive rating, is one of the highest, the most elusive players uh, in all of the NFL. And so, even if you got eight guys in the box, you're in position to make the play. It's easier said than done to try to tackle the guy. Great feet, good balance, right when you think you had him from the backside. He steps out of the tackle, uh, yards after uh, contact, he gives you all of that. Thought Kareem Hunt, on the other hand, did something showed his versatility. All these positions he lined up at. And I'll give Kevin Stefanski credit because we wondered whether or not he was going to have the creativity or the stomach to put him back in the backfield at the same time. Kareem Hunt played, flexed out a receiver. Kareem Hunt was in the slot. Kareem Hunt played fullback, caught a touchdown, uh, converted a first down as a fullback. And now you see why you don't need a fullback. You got a guy that can block. You got a guy that can catch. And you got a dynamic pass receiver. They, Kareem Hunt, the best fullback in the game. Kareem Hunt could play tight end if he wanted to. So I, I liked all of those things. And, and, and what, what I loved most too, and you, you opened the show with this, Donovan Peoples-Jones showed me a lot. Not It wasn't the amount of yards he had. He showed that he was dependable. He showed that if you throw it to him, and you put it on him, he made contested catches, catches in traffic, catches that you had to go down low for, catches you had to go up high for. He completed all of them, and he did it in crunch time, handed the ball back to the to the ref and kept doing it. I thought he was great too. More, it's really a lot of encouraging things when they look at this film that you're going to see from not only the veterans, but some of the younger guys that they're going to be counting on.
1: You know, some big things for us that we've been talking about is, you know, what are you going to get out of the young receivers? You combine Anthony Schwartz and Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, I guess it was about, uh, you know, nine touches for 100 yards. That's going to play. That dog's going to play. That, that'll work. Um, Keep in mind, David Bell played, but wasn't really a factor in any way. You think David Bell eventually, I, I think you and I, we kind of more confident in what David Bell can do. Donovan Peoples Jones, and this is what was huge about it. And like you said, you know, look, there was one, there were balls that were in the dirt at his feet. Got low, got him, blowing away. I mean, he looked like a bad, he looked like a catcher with a bad rookie pitcher who's got a 99 mile an hour fastball, but like Bull Durham style, has no idea where in the world it's going. Up and away, down and low, down and low at the feet. They all aren't always going to be perfectly put on your numbers, but the ones who are worth their grain of salt Understand, hey man, and look. Part of this is because this is what Jacoby was purposely doing. This is this was the window of opportunity for these passes to be completed, and we've seen Donovan struggle at times before with these types of balls. I had no issues with him yesterday. Um, look, and the thing with Kareem, and you know, we talked about this a hundred times. Get your five less skill players on the field, and Hunt, like like you were just saying, I don't need a position definition for Kareem Hunt. If he wants to play halfback, he wants to play fullback wants to line up as a third tight end, wants to line up as a slot wide receiver. He is one of the best five players I have on offense. He's going to play as much as he can breathe for. So really, really smart job by Stefanski yesterday. Um, you know, and even Amari Cooper, yes, the production, you look at the stat line, no. But that one early where he dusted the cornerback, that's on Jacoby. Your receiver's that wide open. It's not about dropping a pass in there. It was a third down. You drill him right in the chest there. Amari Cooper catches it. If he beats the safety, takes it to the house. He does. Drew the huge pass interference. You factor that into a stat line. Now you're talking what five for seventy and a score. A little bit more of what we're going to expect from Amari Cooper. Give me a joke. With the time's going to. Be. It is it's certainly going to be there. But hey, the problem it isn't a problem. The Browns won, so nobody's nobody's. Oh, I didn't get my ball. And look, we've had players in the past that would have walked out of that stadium in Carolina yesterday, saying, "My stat line, man. My stat line." You know, that wasn't the way it was yesterday. Everybody walked out of there with the Cheshire Cat grin, knowing that they needed that W, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd. We're going to flip it up here. We're going to get the defensive side of the ball here. Um, you saw some smart things from this defense yesterday. And I tell you what, we talked about it. And you, know, is this the year where maybe defensive player of the year is in the sights of one number 95? And I got to tell you, it might be one of the most complete games I've seen Miles Garrett play. In his time here with the Cleveland Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked On Browns. I I don't even know where to start with Bryco. You guys got to check out their ads on YouTube. Absolutely hysterical. If you're the moron who loses jewelry on a bridge by a lake or the guy who kicks the engagement ring off the side, well, you're going to need... Brightco. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want it splattered all over the internet. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business, we all hate insurance, right? These guys at BrightCo turn the whole experience around, so it's probably the easiest thing you can do for yourself this week. No excuses, man. For five bucks a month, you can get totally comprehensive coverage, and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone. Check it out: BrightCo forward slash Locked On. You guys gotta see the commercials; they're hysterical, and you want to align yourself with a company just by
0: advertising. I highly Recommend you go ahead and check out BrightCo. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush and Jeff Lloyd in the building. Make sure you go and get us on YouTube, man. So every single game, uh, as you noted, me and Jeff are on uh, the Browns post game show, the two minute warning. We call that. It'll be on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show page for uh, on YouTube. So if you haven't done that, subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. However, hey. You can still find that right here every single Sunday. If you're a guy that just listens to watch Locked on Browns, you listen to our podcast, and that's where you get your information, just go ahead, be ready to go. Have those notification bells on because we will simulcast the post-game show directly from the Locked on Browns podcast. So down the stretch, the Browns had a two-score lead. They just had to be a little smarter in the way they called that game. You can't run a defense where you—it depends on a hundred percent communication and passing receivers coming through your zone. Uh, when you're running quarters coverage, you're basically trying to figure out, hey, who has the flat? Who's going to carry number one or number two? And what happened is, you know, uh, John Johnson the third jumped the flat route. Uh, then you had uh, Newsom who was expecting safety help over the top in his quarter's coverage he carried him carried him and he only carried him to a certain extent robbie anderson ran right by him up the scene and you saw grant delpin kind of looking over there like hey man i'm over here because i'm over here in bracket coverage on number two on this side it was a miscommunication in that circumstance i'm coming out in the cover two shell and my, my my uh my safeties are deep as the deepest I got my linebacker dropping 15 yards in the zones. I got people in the hook zone. If they want to, especially if I got Miles Garrett and Clowney and some of the individuals, I think you definitely come with four. You rush with four, and you make them take a snap every single second and drive down the field 75 yards. No big plays, no one shot plays. Well, that point, man. I'm
1: dropping seven. I'm rushing four. Um, you know, look. Baker Mayfield was never hot yesterday, was never in a rhythm. So, there the opportunity was there where hey, even if he gets another touchdown here, it's probably going to take 10, 11, 12 snaps. That was my thought process there. I mean, look, and you know, it, it was a gimme throw, it was, but for Baker mentally, you know, he needed it after last year. You needed it to say, "Hey, am I back? Am I healthy?" You know, receiver was wide open. Hit him Robbie Anderson, we had talked about this during the week. Robbie Anderson, kind of a one trick pony, that's his one trick. Um, and for all the guys to not pay attention, I'm not worried about DJ Moore running a three yard route, I'm making sure somebody's covering Robbie Anderson trying to go 75 yards. So, you know, you know. I love Joe Woods. Look, they're always going to be a blip on the radar. But that's one where, look, man, we're rushing four. We're dropping seven. I've got Alex Wright. I got Chase Winovich. I got a punch of pass rushers. Miles gives me the wave, says, yo, I need to get out off this field for a player, too. No problem. I got a guy to rotate in. Getting to Miles Garrett and that poor rookie. Look, I think for the most part, the kid did the best he could. But Miles Garrett, his run integrity, his understanding, his defensive assignment was top. I'm going to tell you right now, I guarantee his PFF grade is through the stinking charts. Miles Garrett was everywhere he needed to be yesterday. And even though you're talking about a player that you're going to give a free pass sometimes if he just freelances, because that's how talented he is. Um, And then the other thing that truly impressed me about the way this defensive line worked yesterday is, you know, Baker Mayfield, all these guys know Baker Mayfield. So you want to know what, what do they know? There's one ish. Baker Mayfield's only six feet tall. That ain't ever going to change. So guess what? If you're not getting home, what are you supposed to do as a defensive
0: lineman?
1: <laughs> they all did it. on. Winfrey did it. Alex Wright did it. Jadavion Clowney has made a living out of this in the NFL. Davion Clowney puts up PBU numbers like a damn defensive back, for God's sakes. It was crazy impressive, the effort that those guys did yesterday. We saw a glimpse of where this defense is headed this year. Um. And one thing at defensive tackle, we talked about it. Look, it wasn't going to be something that was going to show up this week against the Panthers. Chris McCaffrey's never been a guy who made his living between the tackles. We'll see how it goes from here. But for everybody who's crying about the defensive tackle position, and nobody even mentioned it today, which means it wasn't an issue. We're going to go over here. We're going to just peek in. AFC Northwise what happened yesterday uh you know Jets lost yesterday we'll get a little to that here uh, as we close it out again victory monday locked browns we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown browns their first listen we I, i'm going to say i'm just going to say look we did hit the 3000 subscribers on YouTube we said by the first game hey by the time yesterday ended we had those 3000 subscribers let's get that number keep on climbing appreciate y'all so much prize picks are you into Daily fantasy. You got a Monday nighter tonight. You got the Seattle Seahawks. You've got Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson, stat line, north of 290. Is that possible? Something that you're looking at. The way the Broncos running backs are going to work. It's tough. Who's going to get the yards? Who's going to get the touchdowns? Uh, you know, the Broncos overall. You know, can they get Jerry Judy involved? Can they get Cortland Sutton involved? So go ahead, check that out. I love, love to use Daily Fantasy with separate games, primetime games, simple way to work, how it works. Pick two to five players. If they go and score more or less than the prize pick projection, you can win up to 10% of your money on entry. Not competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch: NFL, MLB, of course, college football. It's all there for you. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's extremely easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Only operational in over thirty states in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepix.com right now to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code. You put in 75, they give you 75. You put in 100, they give you 100. Simple, easy, peasy. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on All caps, no space at sign up for an
0: instant deposit match of up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Brown podcast. What a big time win. Big time win for the Cleveland Browns. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you follow following Locked On Browns on Twitter. Make sure you follow Garrett Bush at GBush91 on Twitter, and make sure you're following Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. And coming up, we will get to tomorrow, a little preview. As always, we'll have John Costco on, uh, Pro Football Focus. He'll come in and help us break the things down, break us down with some grades and and some film uh, study for the Browns versus Panthers, and also help us look forward to the next week against the Jets. Um, we look around the AFC uh, North a little bit, uh, I always say the games at the beginning of the season count just like the games at the end of the season count. My mom always told me that, hey, hey, son, when you're in school, it's always easier to get an A or B on that first test and set yourself up right. than come in with a C or D, and now you got to dig yourself out of a hole. And so what I'm looking at is the Browns could have been digging themselves out of a hole today. I thought they thoroughly outplayed the the, the Panthers for 95% of that game. That game was in tow. They dominated from from whistle to whistle in most of the areas of the game, but that 5% let them back in the game. I'll say this when you look at the, the games and, and where we're moving forward, they need to set themselves up and, and set themselves up to, to get some some wins here coming up early in this little stretch. Cause we never know who's quite good. We only when you say projecting that the Jets are bad or projecting that the Atlanta Falcons are bad or the Steelers or whatever the case may be, you are projecting based on the history or what you know that organization to be. But from year to year, there's always one team that goes from worst to first year to year. There's always one team that gets messed up because of injuries and different things like that. And, and I think just, we are just looking at a, a case where this is a situation where the Browns need to capitalize off of all of that. Capitalize on what you need to do, get this win, uh, and you look around, Cincinnati didn't come out like game busters. Cincinnati looked like they got a little hangover from the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Pittsburgh got a win. Baltimore, for all they said, uh, they they came out, took care of business with the Jets. Lamar Jackson did it with his arm and his feet. Um, and it looked like they didn't miss Hollywood Brown too much. But around the AFC North, I'm glad the Browns got that dub. And that's for me we got to continue to do, and that's the only thing I'm worried about. Your thoughts on the, on the Bengals and the, and the Steelers? I think, you know, if you're a fan, you know, and look, you never
1: mean for injury, but you do take it into account what happened. Um, if T.J. Watt, if it's, you know, any type of torn pack, it could be most of the season, if not all of the season. Um, You know, there's no dismaying. You know, I mean, there's no – Deck poo is talking about the guy who's the defensive player of the year in the NFL last year. For the I mean, he's a huge, huge part of what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. Um, and maybe it worked out, you know, in a great fashion for everybody in the AFC North. The Pittsburgh Steelers are able to beat the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that got a little wonky. Bengals without their long snapper, um, you know, and you got to have somebody else that can snap, man. You, you got to have somebody else that can snap. I, you know, I mean, there's got to be somebody on that roster somewhere along the line, and their football career was a long snapper. Um, something that, you know, tough, tough loss for the Bengals, certainly. Um, but then again, if you look at it from the Bengals standpoint, you turn the ball over five times, you don't deserve to win many football games. You don't. So, you know, I, yeah, nobody's feeling bad for the Cincinnati Bengals there. um. But if you get Pittsburgh and, you know, Cincinnati now behind the eight ball, Pittsburgh could be without the defensive player of the year for, if not most of the season, if not all of the season. That's a huge break for everybody in the AFC North. And, it, it, and I don't want to hear, oh, well, everybody thought Pittsburgh was going to go fourth, you know, last year. Yeah, yeah look, I, I'll admit it. I've been trying to run that Pittsburgh train off the tracks for three seasons now. And it still hasn't worked. If I still run it off the tracks this season? Yeah, I am. So maybe fourth down will be a charm. Um, but losing TJ Watt obviously could be a massive, massive blow for that team. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't think Lamar Jackson really looked like Jackson yesterday, which is scary. That is the scariest part is, you know, three touchdowns, 200 yards. You saw some of the runs, as absolute electricity within those legs. Um, I'm sure there is a motivation factor there as Lamar Jackson turned down $133 million guaranteed from the Baltimore Ravens. And I will be honest with you, if he knows that Deshaun Watson is getting $238 million guaranteed, you came in $100 million less? $100 million less. Like, what else did you expect the guy to say to you? $100 million nah, less. I'm what cool do you expect the guy to Like, no, man, we good. I, I got news for you. You ever get tired of me, I can go home to South Beach. And they're going to let me write the check myself. So for Lamar, Lamar ain't in no bad spot here. Um, but you look at, look, uh, you know, if you want to say for all intents and purposes, now Pittsburgh essentially would be leading the AFC North because being one and zero, their, their win also comes within a division, Baltimore one and zero held their opponent to the least amount of points. Browns one and zero. caveat for the Browns scored the most points yesterday. Um, so for the AFC North, I I I think it was you know it, it was interesting day certainly in that Pittsburgh Cincinnati game and you know for those of you who were with us at the very beginning of the post game show you know Adam the Bull really really want to make sure y'all got some AFC North coverage in there as well just tease it ball just teasing <laughs> but uh you know that one for Pittsburgh hey and that's you know for Pittsburgh everything you went through and look Mr. Biskey did not look good but you looked good in overtime on that drive and that's what mattered Pittsburgh gets out with the W on the road, losing their star player. Bengals now behind the eight ball, although they're going to get a little bit of a, an easy one next week as it looks like they're going to play the Cowboys, who will not have Dak Prescott. Um, And uh, Browns, Jets coming to town for the Browns opener. First energy is going to be off the charts. It is going to be off the charts next Sunday with the momentum of 1-0. and And Joe Flacco, who's got about as much mobility as the Statue of Liberty right now, having to deal with Miles Garrett and the Brown J- Jets already on their third left tackle, third left tackle going against Miles Garrett. Another chance for him to you know basically replicate what he did this week, get that momentum going. It was a big day. And I think, look, first of all, you know, you see the excitement, everybody in social media, Garrett, all the guys like us in the content, guys and gals, I should say, in the content business, all fired up. That offseason is long, man. It really is. And when we get back into it, and it's crazy, it's only 17 more of these.
0: It's only this is what makes football so great. Only 17 of these, man. So, you know, especially, in, and I was laughing and joking the other day. I said, man, only in Browns, only in the Browns community, because you know what I'm talking about. I said, when the Browns win, you be everywhere on the Internet looking up everything about the Browns. You check all the Main Street outlets. You be all on Twitter. You be looking at ESPN like, hey, y'all talking about the Browns. <laughs> you listen to every doggone podcast. That's how it is, man. Right now, everybody is looking around like, yo, Browns won. I'm looking to see what kind of what kind of smack somebody talking. We, You still talking? Or no, you good? You finished? <laughs> so we got we got sixteen more of these, and and I couldn't be um looking, I couldn't be more excited looking forward to next week. We got the Jets. We'll start breaking that down for you guys this week. It's gonna be a beautiful ride. So you
1: have the post game show waiting for you. It was a little longer. I'm gonna tell you right now. Everybody locked on. They gave it the okay to run with the hours, so you you got it. But the best part is is. You know the whole point of going at the two-minute warning was maybe there was some game action. You know, a little bit more nervous than we were liking for, but um, and of course it was funny the way the, the footage came in. Garrett and Bull had it first. Then I even knew, but I'm mean, like, well, I still want to see it, man. And then Mike obviously got it over his way, so that was a blast. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, you obviously have this episode. Uh, we're gonna get with John Costco a little later today. We'll get through the PFF aspect of it. Then Paige turns. JETS, um, coming for the Browns for the home opener. On Sunday, as always, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first lesson. Whether it's on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, here now on YouTube, 3,000 subscribers. Make sure the notifications are on. When the content hits, your phone we will let you know that it is there for you to digest. So, you know, absolute blast. We're having a fun time here. 1-0 and for the first time. 18 years. Big, big time right now for the Cleveland Browns. He's Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Monday, ele- I'm sorry, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1. It'll be popping over there today. Um, I'm assuming they're probably going to have to have a bouncer for the amount of people that are going to try to get into that episode today. Uh, so Tim Couch, quell Jackson, But you only may get five minutes today, guys. So Get your best points out there as quick as possible. Make sure you're checking that out, of course. 92.3, the fans at the barbershop. Garrett over there every Saturday morning. Of course, numerous other appearances, so make sure you're checking that out. Follow Garrett at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns. Follow-back account. DMs are open. Uh, crazy good 24 hours this point for your Cleveland Browns. Let's keep this feeling going because it's important. This team needs to know that it is a lively, lively option week in, week out to win football games while they wait for Deshaun Watson's suspension to end. All that being said, Victory Monday, Browns 1-0. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.